Hey, what's up, guys? This is Zach Like here, and you're listening to the one, the only, the Kings of the Ring audio drama podcast, home of the Diamond Donny Gold, baby. Woo! Let's get it, boy! You're listening to the Kings of the Ring podcast network. Welcome to the Kings of the Ring, a fictional wrestling saga inspired by the real-life stories of the 1980s pro wrestling era, written and produced like an ensemble cast cable drama or soap opera, following the rise and fall of the kings or power brokers of the wrestling industry, while offering a peek into the sex, drugs, and muscles lifestyle of the 80s wrestler. The Kings of the Ring tale began in 1984, when the wrestling world was at its financial peak. The seven major territories bound by a decades-long agreement called the World Wrestling Alliance. When the president and co-founder of the alliance, Jonathan Cain, died, the rest of the alliance looked forward to the smoothest transition possible. Unfortunately, his successor, son Julian Cain, had other plans. A totally different vision of wrestling as Disney-like entertainment and the obliteration of all borders and traditions, declaring war on the other six territories of the alliance. What ensued was war, talent raid, corporate espionage, and promotional warfare for the past year and a half as the entire wrestling world reacted to the massive industry change forced upon it. Some surrendered, some fought back, and many stayed in denial far too long until it was too late. It is now summer of 1985, and with Julian Kane's Empire Wrestling Federation covering most of the country, There are just five territories remaining to survive or fight back. AMW, Wild Wild Wrestling and All South finding new ways to survive, and Heartland out of St. Louis, which is at its own crossroads. And SCW drawing the largest wrestling crowd in years for their 4th of July spectacular, with a gimmick match featuring Hollywood comedian Jimmy Buck against their working-class Texas hero Jesse James in the main event. But the night ended tragically as the world champion Diamond Donny Gold, along with several others, went down in a fiery plane crash into the Carolina forests. We feature a select group of guest voices in Kings of the Ring, all from the world of professional wrestling. Joining the cast in Season 4 is the one and only Evan Ginsberg. A longtime advocate for the wrestling business who wears many hats, Evan was one of the producers of The Wrestler, starring Mickey Rourke, the fantastic wrestling documentary film 350 Days, featuring Bret Hart, Greg Valentine, and many others. Evan will be portraying Morty Rosenberg, the agent and manager for Jimmy Buck, who is played by wrestling raconteur R.J. City. Kings of the Ring is intended for mature audiences. Today's episode would be rated M.A. for profanity, smoking, drug use, and disgusting and bizarre sexual practices. That's right, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. Russell Enderman stands with a microphone as the three wrestlers walk out onto the set holding a Confederate flag on a wooden pole, wearing long red cloth robes with the sleeves cut off with Confederate flags bedazzled on the backs with the word rebels emblazoned underneath. It is no great pleasure to introduce these gentlemen, I use that term loosely, who come back to All South Wrestling. Denny, Cooter, and Dick Wayne, more commonly known as the Southern Rebels. 
They stand before the camera and take turns giving Linderman dirty looks. The shortest and oldest, Dickie Wayne, with his curly bleach blonde hair, gets in his face and talks into the microphone while holding the flagpole. One thing I don't miss about all sides is the stink of these Texas pukes. Yeah. He pinches his nose and steps aside. Russ holds the mic up to the six foot four inch, 300 pound bruiser known as Cooter, who snorts and glares back. Then quickly turns to the leader, Denny Wayne, with his feathered dark hair, and looks straight into the camera, into the living rooms of fans all the way from Texas through Alabama. What my erstwhile companion and brother Dickie are saying is, Dallas, Texas, guess who's back? Dickie and Cooter look into the crowd, drawing more heat. We are a group of ramblers who keep on rambling, gone hither and yon, and our travels have brought us back home. Last time we were here, we were run off by those pretty boys, the Angel Brothers, Gabriel and Michael Angel, the saviors of the South, the real-life Dukes of Hazard. But guess what? Michael done turned tail and left his family all alone. I'm talking to you, Gabriel, holding ASW singles gold, fending off your enemies one at a time. But I got news for you, Angel Boy. The Southern Rebels don't do one at a time. We are the original Southern gang. We wave this Confederate flag, the true flag of the South, not that ridiculous white star Texas the Angels embrace. We are all that's left of the Confederate Army, and we got one man in our sides. He points a finger like a gun in the camera. Gabriel Angel, your days are numbered, boy, because the Southern Rebels are back in all South to rule the roost. Kings of the Ring, Episode 31. Keep it in St. Louis. President Ronald Reagan enters the media room at the White House to great fanfare as flashbulbs go off. Behind him, the Vice President, George Bush, follows as a procession of visitors await. But there's one who stands above all the rest, the 6-foot-6-inch, 285-pound Thor Hansen, who stands in full American Viking regalia, replete with horned helmet and a large red cape. Despite being led by his handlers to another group, President Reagan marches straight to the mighty Thor with his hand extended. It's an honor to meet you, sir. I mean, Mr. President. Well, the honor is all mine, Thor. But I have to say, we could have used you and Rambo against the Sandinistas. Reagan's chief of staff, Jim Baker, and all the other sycophants laugh extra hard. Come on, pose with me, Thor. Reagan turns to face the cameras as the throngs of photographers snap off pictures of the two. A nervous Thor can't believe it was only a couple years earlier. He was surfing waves with his buddies on the beaches of California. Now he's the world champion of the number one wrestling company in America, a movie star, and now meeting the president. Mr. President, I'm Julian Kane, owner of the Empire Wrestling Federation. Julian, standing beside Thor and Nigel Davies, takes Ronald Reagan's hand and shakes it. I created Thor Hansen. Oh, uh, it's nice. Julian turns to the cameras and just one flash goes off from the EWF photographer as the president is turning away. Vice President George Bush approaches Thor as President Reagan moves on to other people. How you doing, Thor? If you're not busy later, maybe you could bench press the deficit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Vice President, I am Julian King. Nigel Davies, how you been? George Bush walks right past Julian and shakes Nigel's hand. Mr. Vice President, it's been too long. Yeah. Not since I came up here to Washington. Haven't seen you since, Houston. How's that Bert Ironside doing? Uh, Bert is fine, but I've been working for Julian Kane here, uh, out of New York. Hiya, Julian. Nice to meet you. It's an honor to meet you, Mr. Vice President. I voted for you. Twice. <laughs> well, thank you. Need all the help we can get. President Reagan and yourself were a personal inspiration for my success. The way you trounced Mondale, it was a thing Tell of- me, Nigel. I read on the AP about that plane crash that took Waylon Thorpe. Such a tragedy. I'll tell you, Thor, I used to coach young Waylon Thorpe when he was in the, uh, the baseball pony league back in Houston. No way. Fantastic catcher. A fine wrestler and, and a fine man. And was Diamond Donnie on that plane, too? I remember me and Barr saw him at Sam Houston Coliseum wrestle for an hour straight. What a tragic loss for wrestling that would be. Julian, tired of being constantly reminded of Donnie Gold. Donnie Gold's career was over long ago, and his life as he knew it is just as over. Well, it's good to see you, Nigel. No, it wouldn't be prudent at this juncture to leave the president and talk wrestling with you, but send my best to Diamond Donnie. Yes, and thank you for arranging all of this, Julian Stews. Holy shit, are we going the right way? You said the storm was on the coast. Something's going wrong. Good night, brother. Enjoy the ride. Mayday, mayday. Here's Alpha Nana Papa. Safety status on the storm over coordinate Corp. Come on, come on, son of a bitch. Holy shit. Everybody breaks the land. Oh, he's digging the city to burn. My legs, my legs, Donnie, Donnie. my legs. <sighs> Just like every morning, Donnie Gold wakes from a drug-induced sleep and relives the crash. He peels his eyes open and sees a pretty brown-haired nurse at his feet, leaned over, tucking in sheets, and notices her breasts. Weary me. You're in the Carolinas Medical Center back home in Charlotte. The doctor at his side answers as he looks over a chart on a clipboard. <sighs> Why am I so groggy? You're still heavily sedated. What's wrong with my legs? Due to the trauma to three areas in your thoracic and lumbar region of the spine, you are now paraplegic. What? You broke your back, Mr. Goldman. You are paralyzed from the waist down. Oh my god, this is real. I'm afraid it is. What happens next? When do I get better? When can I rest? The doctor and nurse look at each other. Uh, Mr. Goldman. Based on your injuries, we're not even sure you'll be able to walk again. Oh, no. No, oh, shit. No, 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 no. This can't be. No, 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 no. It's not fair.
In a makeshift office near the locker room in the Dorton Arena of Raleigh, North Carolina, SCW owner Daniel Hawkins frets. July 4th was the greatest night and worst night in SCW or CWA history. We drew a record-setting crowd. Wrestle America was the biggest show in the history of the Carolinas or Georgia. A bigger gate than anything my mother ever did. And one plane crash whisked it all away, killing one of our most reliable guys. And our world champion's been paralyzed. His booker and top babyface, the 270-pound outlaw Jesse James, pushes his Rangers baseball cap higher on his head, cooling off his sweaty face as he hands Daniel an issue of USA Today. I'm afraid it gets worse, boss. See for yourself. Daniel Hawkins pulls out the purple life section with a big picture of comedian Jimmy Buck standing in the ring. He skims through it. This can't be happening. Wrestle America packed 30,000 fans into Charlotte Memorial Stadium to see Southeast Championship Wrestling. The biggest wrestling crowd in four years anywhere. And they're reporting our show as an EWF show? In the Capitol Center in Landover, just outside of Washington, D.C., recently retired Hollywood Buddy Melrose, in his slacks and dress shirt, shakes his head in disbelief as he reads the newspaper aloud in the locker room of his new employers, the EWF. Intercontinental Champion Donnie Gold headlines Charlotte Stadium against Jimmy Buck in a major Empire Wrestling Federation event. So the Empire's getting credit for shows we didn't even do. The national press really only knows your empire, don't they? Julian Kane is grinning from ear to ear, looking at his inner circle. Other than Louie, every one of them came from the Alliance, but now work for him. You see, Hollywood, even when I lose, I win. When will those dweebs at the Alliance realize that and just give up already? Les Hendo Henderson interjects. And they got the match wrong, too. Jimmy Buck worked Jesse James. Donnie worked the new kid. Another member of the EWF Brain Trust, Louis the Greek, sighs. Oy, I can't believe. Donnie Gold been gone Empire for six months. The newspapers say SCW show is Empire show? They still drew 30,000 fans to see Donnie Gold and that green kid. Oh, what's his name? He, he looks like Magnum P.I. Riggs. They call him Riggs. Julian gives Hendo a dirty look for knowing anything about the competition, let alone the company he used to co-own, before absorbing him on Black Saturday. Who the hell is a Riggs? Bunch of nobody jabronis. Fuck those guys. Buddy Melrose answers, Those new young guys are everywhere in the Alliance. I saw a couple of them working for Charlie in the Midwest. Plus Dallas has that Apollo kid. They're viable. I don't buy it. That Charlotte show is an aberration. They happen to round up a bunch of old hicks looking for a cheap fireworks show on the 4th. The planets align for one moment. That's it. The Empire is the present and the future. Thor Hansen is best buds with the freaking president. And a movie star with Sylvester Stallone. We're selling out everywhere we go. Louis the Greek coughs as he thinks about the 1800 fans they drew in Atlanta. Well, uh, almost everywhere. And we're about to take the strongest market in the Midwest, St. Louis. So you're serious about buying St. Louis? With Crusher Krawcheck out of the picture since his violent attack on that helpless reporter, we can now buy Heartland Pro Wrestling. 
that'll give us prime syndication in St. Louis and throughout Kansas and Missouri. Nigel will not come cheap. Tell Guzman and Accounting to put together a bid. We're buying Heartland. Make sure everyone knows, especially the Alliance. I want them shaking in their boots as I swallow them bit by bit. Where's Thor? He in line with everyone else. Most of the locker room is in a single file line to see the official EWF doctor, Dr. Hunter Bilson, handing out various baggies of pills and syringes to the boys while jotting down the inventory in a notebook. Pat Stevens, who's looking larger than ever with this enormous wide chest on his stocky body, pats the Tarzan kid in the back before it's their turn. Did Julian just say we're buying Heartland? Tarzan seems distracted. You okay, Tarzan? Yeah, I'm fine, Pat. Just a little anxious about tonight's Villanova game. I just got word their starting center might not even play. That motherfucker. It's college ball. Who gives a fuck? I do, motherfucker. I got some heavy action on this. Sorry, brother. No offense. EWF's top heel, Killian Kavanaugh, turns to longtime friend, Corporal Punishment. Starting to lose my weight? The good doctor will get me fixed right up to get big and strong again. Yeah, our last stretch had us on the road for three weeks straight. I don't know how I could keep up without Doc. The hugely muscled Michael Angel in front of them stares off into space, zoned out as he waits his turn. Killian pats him on the shoulders and he barely registers it. I think Dr. Belson needs to cut down on the angel boy here. Won't be nothing left for the rest of us. Oh, come on now. Max is trying to get by like all of us. Yeah, we're all just trying to avoid the fight of old Donnie and Wyland Torp. Bless his heart. I still can't believe Wayland's gone. When I wasn't riding with you, Tommy, and Herc, Wayland always made room for me. One of the kindest souls I ever met in the business. And poor Donnie. That fucker drew 30,000 fans. Now it's all gone. But what a way to go out, eh? The best wrestler in the world, going out on top. Top that motherfucker! Tommy Aloha, bathed in sweat, bursts into the locker room holding the Intercontinental title belt. Holy shite, they gave Tommy the belt tonight. Good on you, coconut! The powerhouse from Montreal behind them says, Aoi, Yoshi was just getting the belt off Michael to put on someone they more comfortable with. Should have put on someone from Canada. A sweaty Mr. Yoshi meets Aloha with hand extended. Tommy hugs him, overcome with emotion. Thanks, Bada. We tore the fucking house down tonight, Ba. Then bows to the fellow Hawaiian who plays an evil Japanese. Mahalo nui loa mai kaikuaana from Wailua. We are brothers for life, Kaikana. It was an honor to put you over, Tommy. Killian motions towards Hercules Harris in the corner. Guess we all can't be happy. Glum and depressed while he looks at himself in his African Shaka Zulu gimmick. In a tranquil yard, surrounded by palm trees, grass, and the sounds of Florida around him, the former president of the World Wrestling Alliance and former owner of Heartland Wrestling, George Gilmore, enjoys his morning coffee with the newspaper. Intercontinental champion Donnie Gold headlined Charlotte Stadium against Jimmy Buck. Good God, does that really say Empire Wrestling Federation? His wife ignores him while he rants. What the hell is that kid doing in Charlotte? Maggie Hawkins would never have let that happen. She always spoke with the press directly to get all the names straight, all the information. You can't leave it up to the press, especially when they don't follow the business. Excuse me, my dear. Hello. Gilmore. Carl Krochik, my friend. How are you doing? They're taking Heartland away from me, George. That breaks my heart. With that damn lawsuit and the back taxes for Heartland, 
I've had to declare a bankruptcy. I'm losing everything. These lawsuits. Everyone's trying to sue each other now. It's a new day and not a good one. Tell me about it. The taxes were not your fault, Crusher. It was Crookshanks. He embezzled a lot of money and disappeared somewhere in England. I can't locate him anywhere. But striking that reporter, no matter how he provoked you, was your fault. But I suspect it was Julian Kane who set you up. I've been watching from afar and that Julian Kane is one crafty son of a bitch. And it makes sense he sent him to you, knowing that some kind of catastrophe would be the result. Oh dear, what did you do? I brought my 357 Magnum and okay, I- Okay Carl, that's enough. I don't want to hear any more. You've made your bed, now lie in it. It's bigger than me. Heartland goes up for auction. And I hear Julian Kane wants it. What? No, that can't happen. Carl, I'm done. I'm retired. And never happier to be away from all the bullshit you're going through with Julian and each other. This is my life now. I play a little croquet, a little golf. I drink a Tom Collins in the afternoon. I don't need the headache. Do you think anyone else in the Alliance would buy it? Charlie, Bert, Raylan, they all have their own problems. I doubt they'd take that on. And how would they anyway? The Alliance is built on multiple separate and distinct territories. How could someone own two? Madness. But it doesn't surprise me in the least. Be weary of this Daniel Hawkins boy. What do you mean? There is a lot lacking in him. Traits he did not inherit from his mother. Maggie Hawkins was a strong and effective leader. This Daniel. There will come a time when the Alliance needs him. When the wrestling business really needs him. And he will falter. Carl, I'm done. I put in more years than any of you. I built St. Louis into an institution and the most reliable fan base in the country. I am content with my legacy. Your entire legacy is falling to pieces and will be erased completely if Julian Kane buys your company for pennies on the dollar. Have you seen what he's done to Jonathan Kane's Empire State? Yes. I saw that music video in the news about Africa. Dreadful. I was appalled. Then do something about it, Gilmore. You sat back and watched Julian Kane launch bomb after bomb on the World Wrestling Alliance 
for the past year and a half, destroying Heartland and twisting the sport into a cartoon variety show in the process. If you're so appalled by what he's doing, next Tuesday is your chance to make things right. I have to go, Carl. George Gilmore hangs up and stares out across his yard at the golf course in the distance, thinking about the future. Kings of the Ring will be right back after these messages. Can somebody out there tell me why Coke did it? Why have they changed? First they said they were the real thing, then they said they were it. Then kablooey, they changed. So now I'm going to try my first Pepsi. But I still want to know why Coke changed. Mm. Now I know why. Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. I want to drift along the ride Visit ancient lands I want to stroll the streets of Paris Touch Hawaiian sands American Airlines can take you to some very special places At some very special prices We're American Airlines Something special in the air we now return to King to the Ring. Spago is where all the movers and shakers of Hollywood meet. Today is no exception as Jimmy Buck eagerly seeks to regain his mover and shaker status. And on this day, it very well might happen as he meets with his manager, Morty. Jimmy, what can I say? I thought this wrestling scheme of yours was ridiculous, but it worked. They put our story in the papers. Not front page, but it's in the papers. But what's important is the right people saw it. Jimmy sets his drink down and leans in, anticipating. Columbia wants to talk to you about a new movie, a cop buddy movie with Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, huh? The uh, tap dancing guy uh, doing the thing. Uh, 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 it'll be like, uh, oh, it'll be like 48 hours, right, Morty? Yes, it'll be huge. We'll get you back on the scene. Good. When do we start shooting? Slow down. You don't have the part yet. Morty snuffs out his cigarette. It's between you and Billy Crystal. What? That unfunny prick from Saturday Night Live? Why would they want that when they could have Jimmy Buck? Did they see my wrestling matching Charlotte? It was art, I tell you. Yes, Jimmy. They've seen your matches. Morty signals for the waiter to refill his gin and tonic, while a giant smile breaks out on Jimmy's face. Sit tight, and I'll let you know when I need you back on the coast to meet with Columbia. Jimmy looks into the sky. I knew it, Ma. Things are finally going my way. At the Wild Pig Tavern outside Dallas, the heels of All South Wrestling are at the bar after the Sportatorium show. Cadillac Jake Donovan, Luscious Ronnie Miller, the Bruiser Brothers, Tiger Warren, Brick Sawyer, and Pretty Boy Willie Dean when the Southern Rebels make their presence known. Denny Wayne is in first with a woman on his arm. Boxcar Bill. The ring crew chief Boxcar puts down his frosty mug and turns to shake Denny's hand. Good to see you, brother. Old Boxcar, my friend. I bring you the sweetest gift a man can give someone of your stature and persuasion. 
The woman looks around and looks into her large imitation leather purse. It's okay, darling. You're around friends. She shyly pulls out a blood-soaked tampon from her purse, and boxcar Bill's eyes light up. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! Hey, the woman, going right? Boxcar dives into his wallet and pulls out a sweaty twenty-dollar bill and hands it to her. He takes the used tampon and drops it into his mug of beer like an Alka-Seltzer. The blood turns into a dark cloud inside the amber bubbles of the foamy ice-cold beer as a few pubic hairs float to the top. Boxcar Bill picks up the mug and puts it to his face and tilts it back, chugging up every last drop of the tampon-soaked beer while staring at the girl. Chug it, brother. Massive brute Cooter Wayne leans over, heaving. (laughs) Willie Dean shakes his head in disgust while luscious Ronnie has to walk away. I've had my drink at all. What can I get you? Denny slaps his hand on the bar. Boxcar Billy, I think I missed you most of all. (laughs) Chris Stanley is with Peyton Thomas and Russ the ring announcer drinking from a pitcher. Russ Linderman asks, Where's Bird off to tonight? Chris doesn't want to reveal how he's not in the loop with his uncle, pretends he knows as he drinks, but he's actually listening intently. Out of town, meeting with Charlie Gotch. Alliance shit. Do you think he'll bring up my idea about the Alliance Super Show? Could be what he's there to talk about for all I know. I think it's exactly what we need to beat the Empire. It's a pretty big ask, but I do think that could be major. Yes. Is this the Wonder Kid? Denny Wayne walks over with beer in hand and pats Chris Stanley on the back. Uncle Bert say that about me? Why, no. It was Peyton here. Chris smiles at Peyton, but he's disappointed Bert didn't talk him up like that. Just when he thinks he's in the inner circle with his uncle, he gets mixed messages like he's still on the outside. I'm Chris Stanley with Mr. Wayne. Yeah, don't be so formal, young man. You can just call me Lord of the Manor, Sir Dennis. Chris has some good ideas, and Keegan getting all Bob Walker and Prince Abbott's boys ready for TV with them gimmicks. Very fine work, young man. You'll get to hear what Chris can do from here on out, Denny. Try to let him sit in with us when I can. Peyton looks at Chris while pointing at Denny. You ain't gonna learn more from anybody than this man Denny Wayne, Chris. Probably the smartest guy in the business. He booked the entire Angel Boy Southern Rebels feud all these years. It's legendary. I can't wait to learn from you. Sir Dennis, <laughs> you're gonna have to lighten up and pull the stick out of your behind if you're gonna roll with me, son. Let's get some shots going and get the process started. I'll keep one bottle of Jack and four glasses. About to get it on Southern Rebel style. Hooey! On the waters of the Mississippi River sits the iconic Al's Steakhouse with two very special patrons gobbling up a steak feast on the Alliance account, Charlie Gotch and Bert Ironside. To Chief Waylon Thorpe. Bert Ironside toasts. Yes, good hand, nicest guy in a business filled with shacks. And what's the deal with Donna Gold? Is he done for? Yep, crippled for life. But because of that plane crash, we don't have our Turing World Champion anymore. Now we're the ones who are crippled. Indeed. Now let's get down to business. Yeah, 
The crusher crutch that Quentin Lust Heartland. This needs to be dealt with. Word round the campfires, Julian Kane's preparing a bid. We saw how he took Chicago from you like nothing and made it just wait a second. It's out of line. And now the Empire's firmly planted in the Midwest. Crusher kept him away from one of the strongest towns in the Alliance, but there's nothing from stopping him now from snatching it all up. The Alliance can't let Julian get his slimy hands on Heartland. St. Louis alone draws the highest share in the country outside of Memphis. Already took the KHLR to see if they'd buy it. You talked to the TV station already? Of course I did. And what'd you find out? They have no interest in owning a territory. But they want to keep Heartland wrestling on the air and are willing to do business with whoever owns it. We get outlaw promoters all over the country always trying to get into the alliance. Anyone in position to step up and buy Heartland? Uh, what about Tiger's brother, Luther Warren in Alabama? He's always wanted into the alliance. You think he could put something together? He always claimed he had an angel in Huntsville. Some rich mortgage broker named Conrad or something. But I ain't gonna be the one to encourage him. I don't like the way Luther does business. Better off Luther Warren and outlaw thorn in our side than on the alliance board. As for other outlaws, I don't think anyone has the money to buy or run Heartland. Wait a bit, George Gilmore. You think he'd come back? Fuck that Jewish prick. He's the one left us all high and dry in the first place. He done pissed off to the Everglades with the Alliance in his rear view. Fuck it. Very well. That means one of us is gonna have to step up. Hawkins is the Carolinas on down to Florida. St. Louis is way too far to make any sense. Crenshaw ain't never venturing outside Tennessee and Kentucky. And you spread out in the Midwest and me down south. I think the answer is obvious. I should be the one to me. Wait, what did you just say? Heartland should go to me. St. Louis and Kansas are the Midwest. I've been working on my boys in St. Louis for years. It's practically all south already. The fans want us. Nah, it's jabberwocky. Jewish people want American Midwest wrestling. What kind of bid do you have for this? Can you outbid Julian Kane? Never mind about that. They can outbid anything Julian puts up. They just drew 25,000 in St. Paul. Enough of the bullshit gotch. St. Paul couldn't hold 25,000 unless everyone had a kid on their shoulder. You ain't drawing kids with the all-American Dane Sanders as your champ. <laughs> I know you can't put together all the money. But neither can I. Truth is, I don't trust that green idiot Daniel Hawkins. Crenshaw's a motherfucker. And that's everybody. The fucking alliance used to be seven. Now it's just five. And we're the only two with any sense. I agree. That's why it's just you and me talking right now. I reckon between the two of us, we can put together enough dough to buy Heartland to keep it in St. Louis. Hey, like this, Bert. We don't need the others. They don't even need to know we're discussing this now. And I hate to say it as president of the Alliance, but neither one of us wants to own and run it as a separate promotion. And I wouldn't trust Crusher anymore to run it. I love Crusher Crosscheck, but he's not cut out. Yes, Heartland would need to be dissolved. It had its day, but that day is dead. Sad as that is, I agree. The fair thing to do is split Heartland 50-50. Yes, you can have the entire state of Kansas. And I'll take Missouri. 
No way. Missouri has St. Louis. It should go to me in the prestige of AMW. Prestige? You're as delusional as you are bald, gotch. Missouri is mine. Take Missouri and Kansas, but St. Louis should be AMW. You take those farmlands. Those are the kinds of people those South draws anyway. Now, ah, Charlie, I want St. Louis. How much are you even putting into this? It's an auction, and I can put in as much as 250000 Well, I can put in three hundred. That should get me St. Louis, but I can do two hundred fifty in cash. Is yours in cash? Well, two fifty in cash, but I'm good for another fifty. That ain't gonna work. We're gonna lose this. Shit. Bert sits back and lights a cigar while Charlie sips his whiskey. Half a million dollars is a shitload of money, and I'm pulling money out of my own account, not AMWs. As I'm sure you are too, Bert. Just forget about the split for a second, and I know we'll make the money back. But will this be enough? We don't know what Julian Kane's coming with. But based on the last two years, he'll spend every penny he can just to take the Alliance down. St. Louis Circuit Court. Bankruptcy auctions have been going on all day, but the most important one has just wrapped up. Thank you to all the bidders for your participation. With that final bid, the Hotland Pro Wrestling Company, all of its wrestlers, World Wrestling Alliance membership, syndicated network television package, all production crew, all ring equipment, studio equipment, championships, title belts, production cameras, television contracts, and office equipment and leases, has been officially awarded to... Yep, sorry, gonna have to wait for episode 32 to find out who bought Heartland. This week's deleted scene was Tommy Aloha and Hercules Harris at the Hotel Bar. If you are listening to the Patreon Extended Edition, I hope you enjoyed that scene. If you did not hear that scene, then you're listening to the standard wide release of Kings of the Ring, and I invite you to become a patron since every new episode of Season 4 will not only be available to you two weeks before the rest of the world, but will have at least one deleted scene and other scenes expanded. You can still follow the story if you don't, but the deleted scenes will definitely enhance the show. Check out the link on the show notes for how to become a patron for only a few bucks a month. Kings of the Ring is primarily a listener-supported show, and I want to give props to the top guys of Patreon. Travis the American, Dom Rose, Duncan Clark, Tusi Mailo, Jeremiah DeBolt, Jerry Guzman, John Johnston IV, John Snyder, Justin Taylor, Matthew Rogers, Randy Larzalier, Russ Linderman, Sam Hollingsworth, Stuart Flaherty, Yosemite Smith, and new patron top guy, Ronnie Miller. That's right, the same luscious Ronnie Miller from the Wild Pig Tavern tonight, and who will be wrestling next episode. If you're a top guy or top girl for Kings of the Ring, you will use your name for a character in the Kings of the Ring audio drama and the novels. Next week, we find out who the new owner of Heartland is, Donnie Gold gets a special visitor in the hospital, Charlie Gotch gets a special package, the Rebels corner Gabriel Angel, and we start to learn about Julian Kane and Charlie Gotch's complicated history. It's episode 32, coming soon. <laughs>